Welcome to the RV Travel Podcast. I'm Scott Linden, your host. Glad you could join me. Whether you're listening on your way to a great destination, maybe a boondocking destination, one of our topics today, or you're just sitting at the computer reading the news, welcome aboard. Great podcast in store for you. We got our brain trust from rvbusiness.com joining us again. Sherman Goldenberg, Rick Kessler, and Greg Four are all on the slate. We'll talk about the state of the industry, what's new, um, what we can expect in the fall, uh, supply, demand, all those capitalistic things that uh, are important to us in one way or another because they affect our RV travel experience. We've also got some news for you. Yeah, Camping World gobbling up something else, uh, gas price trends, uh, recall, and a look at a new Class B rig from Coachman. It's all brought to you by Clear 2O Water Management, teardropshop.com, and campgroundviews.com. Oh, boy. It's been crazy as the summer wraps up. Maybe that's on your mind as well. Maybe things will simmer down a little, and you might be able to get a few more campsites a little bit simpler when all the kids go back to school, but I don't know how that is going in your neck of the woods here. It's, I live in a destination for vacationers. So, uh, you know, shoulder seasons are, are no longer shoulder seasons because the visitors bureaus have pushed them all into the same situation that summer and winter have here at this golf and ski Mecca. But uh, hopefully things will slow down a little bit and you'll be able to find more vacancies here and there. What's on your minds beyond that? Well, I mentioned boondocking and that is the subject of our RVTravel.com survey this week. How many times have you boondocked on public lands for more than a week? Okay, so, you know, you're really roughing it if you're going to boondock for a week. You got to be careful about all that stuff. Water, power. Where are you going to dump those? To? No, maybe you don't need to. Anyway, that's the question. The answer coming up towards the end of the podcast. In the meanwhile, lots of other things for us to talk about. Did you read the news? Well, you get all of it at rvtravel.com. Our partners in crime. Number one on the list, yeah, Marcus Lemonis and Nancy Glass, the folks at uh, Camping World, etc., 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 have uh, branched out a bit, purchased the intellectual property behind the famed game show franchise, Let's Make a Deal. Is that a head-scratcher for you? It is for me. Now I'm trying to figure out how he's going to fold all of his RV-oriented ventures into the game show and vice versa we'll see that'll be interesting to watch i got some good news for you the energy information administration says gas demand and supply both decreased recently but in the run-up to labor day prices will probably fluctuate upward because high crude oil prices are affecting that all right the good news is after the final holiday weekend of summer Things should drop again. And if you're traveling through these markets, you're going to get the cheapest gas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, and Texas. Hmm. 
for what it's worth, that's worth it. All right. The RVTravel.com podcast is brought to you in part by Clear 2O RV inline water filter and their soon-to-be-famous Dirt Guard sediment filter. You know, sediment, you know, the big chunks that come out of the spigot when you're hooked up are what kills your other inline water filter because sediment is bigger chunks and the inline filters are usually blocking stuff down to about one micron in size. So all the big chunks block up the holes that are one micron inside. You get the idea. Well, Dirt Guard is washable and you can put it back into the system and strain all the big pieces out before it gets to your clear to o inline water filter those bright green ones so you got a two-stage system you're getting out all the chunks and then you're getting out all the little stuff that affects the funny taste and the funny smell even from some of those city water hookups free shipping in the lower 48 on an order of 100 bucks or more check out all the five-star reviews it's all at clear to o dot com yeah we're going to get current on all the stuff that's important to you trends supply demand etc etc joining me again the brain trust from rvbusiness.com sherman goldenberg is a partner in the publisher and uh Rick Kessler is a partner and the editor of this very useful website that um, I, I find handy almost every day for one reason or another, but I'm a news junkie. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. It's good to have you back. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Scott. And that, hey, Scott. that would be Rick on your right, and that would be Sherman on your left. Um, and Rick, we can't start this conversation without finding out uh, where you went on your latest RV adventure. <laughs> it was uh, my favorite campground, which is only 20 minutes away from where I live, so that's the nice part. But it was Maumee Bay State Park in right off of the coast, southern coast of Lake Erie in Ohio. Oh, my home state. Uh, wonderful. You know, you, people th look at Ohio and they think uh, flaming rivers and um, <laughs> and smokestacks. But what was it like out there? This particular weekend was uh, awfully wet, uh, especially the Friday night. But it cleared up come Saturday morning, and we ended up with a, a glorious, glorious Saturday. And the, the sunset that evening was was spectacular right off of the lake with toledo um <laughs> toledo's refineries manufacturing <laughs> some clouds for us <laughs> hey you take what you can get when you live in ohio <laughs> that's about it <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth yes uh, yeah how about you sherman what's new in your life uh, we're just uh chasing it uh business-wise here uh in what amounts to you know, a schizophrenic year in the recreation vehicle industry. Yeah, and I'm living the dream, or is it a nightmare? Um, I just got off the phone with the guys who are replacing the awning on my current travel trailer. And uh, you want to take a, let's take a poll on how long it's going to take for that awning to get here. You guys want to <laughs> guess? 
<laughs> nope, nope, not going to touch that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're the insiders. <laughs> um, I'm told six to eight weeks, and that's probably an optimistic prediction. So luckily, uh, it's not integral to the, the rest of my RV travel life, and that'll help a little bit. Um, you know, but, but you're on to this stuff, and it, you know, it's, it's useful for us to know it just even if it's just kind of background for us. But once in a while, it does come in handy, and there's a perfect example. Sherman Goldenberg, you're the publisher of RVBusiness.com. What's what's hot right now that that consumers might know that they don't know yet that you can clue them in on? Well, I mean, I, I think you're you're thinking I'll have some hyper positive, uh, exciting news. But the fact of the matter is, is that this industry uh, is still really uh, grinding through uh, the what we were calling the post-pandemic era, um, we'll decide what we call it after a few more weeks. But um, the the fact is, that demand is is uh, still kicking. By and large, uh, consumers uh, are discovering recreation vehicles in, in, in an enormous way. And I'm not just saying that like a sales guy, everything's coming up roses, because it's not coming. I mean, they're setting, they, the manufacturers, suppliers, are setting all-time records, let's be fair. But at the same time, as you were alluding to, um, you know, supply chain issues uh, uh, continue. And um, uh, basically, uh, you know, labor situations continue like they are throughout America. And um, so it's not a perfect picture, but the, but but from a consumer perspective, um, the the pace at which the public's picking up on our being is is just phenomenal. You know, I would echo all of that, and I'll give you my own little, uh, you know, my little um, RV builder index here in Bend, Oregon, of all places. We have at least three, and maybe as many as five new companies building one form or another of a recreational vehicle since since the pandemic started which is just bizarre to me except everybody's trying to take uh, you know take a piece of the pie and the the pie's gotten so much bigger you know even if, if you take a tiny sliver it's still working uh rick how about yourself you're the day-to-day -day in the trenches you're the guy um what do you see out there that maybe we don't know about well, we, um, we're about ready to come out with our next issue of the magazine, and for that issue, we actually asked that very same question to a lot of the very key industry executives, and their answer probably sheds as much light on this as anything else, and they don't expect supply chain to normalize until sometime into next year for sure, which means that the dealer inventory out on their sales lots won't normalize until about that time as well wow that's incredible um do, do either of you or do both of you or do those people see um any kind of uh in the in the stock market they used to call it the dead cat bounce you know once uh, once demand falls off again or normalizes all of a sudden we're going to see all of those uh lightly used rvs just like 
when I was uh, really deep into the fly fishing world, the movie comes out, a river runs through it, and everybody buys all that really spendy fly fishing gear. And then a year later, they say, eh, not for me. Are we going to see mm-hmm. that in the RV world in a you know a year and a half? You mean consumers? Yes. Th- who who joined this parade toward uh, RV ownership? Uh, you know, dissipating some. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. You know, once the bloom is off the rose and they can go to the movies or they can go to the football game every oh. week, you know, are they going to sell off their lightly used RVs? And is that going to help well, or hinder? Scott, you'll see some of that. Yeah, but and and it's inevitable, as is you know, uh, economic uh, jumps. They they uh, all uh, settle out at some point. Uh, to what extent it settles out uh, is the the real question. I mean, it'll flatten at some point. What does it mean for consumers and used RVs, Rick? You go from there. I've heard that uh, that same question answered a number of different ways both inside and outside the industry. Uh, the most recent one I saw, the answer was pretty pretty revealing, and that is they might be interested in selling off their lightly used RVs, but if they still owe a ton of money on it, are mm. they going to be able to get that back? Yeah, you know, nobody looks downrange like that, uh, especially when they're buying one. Um, that is going to be fascinating, and and who knows what that'll create. You know, you look at this industry, and it, it, in a lot of ways, it's almost a microcosm of 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 uh, of the economy. Period. One of the other things that I've observed, because we talk about it on 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 this podcast once in a while, is all the online suppliers of information or service to consumer RV travelers, for example, a Harvest Hosts or a Boondockers Welcome or a CampgroundViews.com. All these people are trying to help consumers do enjoy themselves more with their RV. Um, it's got to be translatable all the way up the ladder to the, you know, to the end of the chain at some point, right? You would think so. I know um, you mentioned Harvest Hosts and Boondockers. Welcome. Um, they have grown by leaps and bounds, and it's it's just fascinating to watch how these and, and others like them, outdoorsy and RV share come to mind, who have been able to generate millions and millions of dollars in investment capital based on this RV lifestyle boom. Well, I think it's here to stay. That's just my opinion as an outsider or just a consumer who looks at this stuff periodically. Sherman, do you have any other kind of um, predictions, for lack of a better term? And uh, Hold on a minute. Let me get let me get this out. This will help a lot. Let me get the crystal ball and put it in the right place. <laughs> there. It's right in front of you now. So... Uh, consult it carefully and tell me if there are any other predictions in, in the RV world that we need to, uh, need to just kind of keep top of mind. I, I have more uh, questions of my own than actual predictions. Yeah. Being it's my nature. Um, you know, one, one of the biggest questions, uh, and I mean this uh, largely in a positive way, is we've seen this um, uh, crush of traffic at both public and private parks. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you all know this as well or better than, than we do. 
uh, we see unbelievable demand for campground reservations. And we already see the initial uh, efforts of different companies to expand, to purchase, to, to provide more places. And, and, and the companies, Harvest Hosts and, and, and Outdoorsy and stuff that you were mentioning, they, they're all playing into this, uh, into this comment because it's all an effort to create more space. But, you know, I can't sit here and say how well uh, North America is going to do in, in answering the call of the economy, which is, is knocking and saying, you know, holy cow, uh, there's opportunity here. And so, you know, the way capitalism ordinarily works, there, there's going to be a rush of new facilities. But, you know, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't answer the question whether how well they step forward. You know, that's you make a good point. And I'm, I, again, I, I keep personalizing all this stuff. It's not because I'm a dope, but it's because it, it takes it home for all of us. We had a KOA on the north end of our town many years ago. They shut down a decade ago. Um, it's still vacant. Uh, and you look at that and you think, well, you know, if I, if I was smart, I could get that thing up and running in six months and I might be able to take advantage of the market. But that infrastructure question for almost everybody else is is daunting in many ways. Uh, even if you're going to build a you know a basic campground without a swimming pool and a sauna, but uh, there are all those alternatives that are uh, they're less formally an RV park, but they accommodate RVs in one way or another, like you, we both talked about, uh, we've all talked about the Harvest Host, for example, or in any of those. They're taking a, a piece of ground and, and turning it into a miniature RV park without making the investment in any of the infrastructure. Right. Anything else like that on the horizon? Well, go ahead, Rick. I was just going to make a point to um, the BLM land, and, and granted, we don't have a whole heck of a lot of that in the Midwest where we're located. It's all out west for the most part. Uh, that, too, is seeing an influx of RVers and campers. Um, but there's two negatives now going on. One, of course, is the wildfires, which obviously is, is just absolutely terrible for everyone involved. But the other thing is the, oh, I guess lack of, of campground etiquette would be the term. But <laughs> You're being diplomatic, Rick. I mean, it's, it's, it's so frustrating, so frustrating, because it's very simple. Leave the campsite better than you found it. It's so simple. Just people aren't doing that, and it's ruining it for everybody else. Well, you know, I, I can only echo that. Um, in fact, I, I'm working on a short piece right now, and I, I use the term jet engine generator because, you know, you can yeah. go to Harbor Freight and buy a generator for 99 bucks, but it's got a, it cranks out about 483 decibels. And that's just one of the gripes I have. And, and those kind of articles are very popular on the RVTravel.com website, by the way. Um, there's, a, there's kind of a, a hierarchy of subjects that get a lot of readers, and griping and whining is, is right up there at the top. 
But, it's true. But it, because yeah. it's true, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I should remind everybody, you're listening to the RV Travel Podcast. On the other ends of the line, in the left-hand speaker, is Sherman Goldenberg from RVBusiness.com and the magazine of the same name. And on the right side is Rick Kessler, the executive editor. Um, these guys are uh, an incredible resource, and we're going to carry on this conversation uh, right after a quick break. You guys get a chance to regroup. I'm going to leave you with an assignment. When I when we readjourn, when, when we um, reconvene in about 80 seconds, I want to talk about some of the newer, more cool, radical, interesting RVs that are coming on the market that we might not know about. But in the meantime, everybody else, we've also got news about a recall, those survey results on boondocking. Very timely, Rick, isn't it? And more coming up right after this. First off, let me remind you that um, if you're looking to figure out who makes what when it comes to the trailer or the RV of any sort that you're seeing on the road or in the campground, go to rvtravel.com slash who makes what and get that free 72-page directory. It's digital. You just download it and you can figure out what manufacturer actually built that thing that you're following on the highway. rvtravel.com slash who makes what what and welcome of course to our good friends pardon me at the teardrop shop that's teardropshop.com if you have one of those funny shaped trailers i don't care what brand it is little guy of course tab our pod or anybody else they've got the accessories and the equipment that you need sign up for the newsletter you'll get a discount code for 10 percent off what I love about them most is the custom design for every unit. Um, visors, they call them. It's, it's kind of an awning, but it's a visor because, hey, that little teardrop doesn't need a whole hell of a lot when it comes to that. They've got accessories, parts, solar power gear, camping gear of all sorts, anything you need to hook up or take off your teardrop trailer. It's all at teardropshop.com. And as I alluded to, Sherman Goldenberg and Rick Kessler, that is your cue. Welcome back to the RV Travel Podcast. These guys are the guys. Fingers on the pulse, probably a couple toes as well on the industry. I left you with an assignment, and now I'd like each of your takes on what's new in the world of RV product, gear, vehicles, anything else that maybe we haven't heard about that we want to keep our eyes on. We'll start with you, Sherman. Well, uh, uh, when it comes to product detail, general trend, uh, I'm in. But detail is Rick Kessler more. But, uh, you know, pursuant to what we were already talking about, about the disrupted, crazy market and where it's headed, um, I, I can tell you that in terms of uh, mobile work station uh, type things, uh, that that's a real trend. Um, the, 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 the fact that people are living on, on the road and working on the road is uh, something that really uh, emerged from the last uh, uh, three years. Um, and, and I'll add one other trend and turn it over to Rick, which is, you know, similar, which uh, off-grid units mm-hmm. uh, that are you know engineered 
to uh, provide power and in, in, in general uh, living features uh, on the road without a uh, without a plug to 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 get electricity. Uh, Rick, take that. Sure. Uh, those are two of the uh, most prominent trends that I would agree with as well. Um, the, the solar packages that the manufacturers they're no longer just an option. A lot of them are making them standard across their entire line. Uh, Keystone RV is the most recent one that just announced that every single one of their towable brands is going to have of four different solar packages. They call it the Solar Flex. And what's really encouraging is it's not just they're not just putting a solar panel on the roof and calling it a solar package. They're really outfitting these with robust systems with, with some really top-end supplier manufacturers. Uh, Victron, I think, is, was one was who they're using, um, along with Future Solutions and Elkhart. Uh, it's really encouraging, very, very exciting. And even if you never possibly go off-grid with your camper, the fact that you can say, hey, I've got solar. I mean, that just gives you one leg up when you're talking around the campfire. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, I love I love mine. It came that way from the factory. And, and ironically, the factory was swallowed up by Dometic uh, just a few months ago. Down, and the factory is just down the road from me. So that's kind of interesting as well. But, it, you know, it's funny because both of those things uh, came up in a discussion I had yesterday with a builder who um, is talking to me about a podcast studio hunting camp. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're talking about off grid in the in the in the true sense of the term, but being able to do business from it. So I'm, I, you know, it's nice to know for once I'm out on the leading edge instead of the trailing edge. Um, one thing I might, Scott, one thing I might point out, and this might help uh, the listeners, is I mentioned this next magazine issue that we're working on. It, it includes our new model year preview guide. Great. And RV Travel gets their hands on that guide as well. So anybody <clears throat> who's listening to this podcast can go to RV Travel sometime mid to late September, I think, is when we would have it available. And, and uh, they'll be able to read all that we learned from the manufacturers and what they have coming out. Oh, that's just Scott, great. Forewarned is Scott, forearmed. Uh, yeah. I would add one thing to, to, to this conversation about uh, product uh, trends. Um, we're not going to see a, uh, more than likely in this current model year, 2022, uh, a reinvention of the wheel. We're going to see engineering upgrades. Uh, we're going to see design cues, et cetera. But the, the common word on the street is that a lot of manufacturers, for the reasons we mentioned early on, uh, supply chain issues, et cetera, are not going to step up, uh, you know, and uh, do that helicopter RV um, <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to sound negative, cause, but I am a realist. Well, you know, you you make a good point there. Yeah, I mean, there, if if you were wanting to innovate in a radical manner, uh, you'd have to find suppliers who could help you with that. And and right now, they're probably they don't have the time on their on their plates, if you will, to to do that. They're scrambling for tires. Right. Exactly right. Well, how about um, how about trends? Uh, 
in the accessory world, you guys have got a, you know, got a line on a lot of the things that, that we may, I mean, we may be upgrading in one way or another. And we talked about mobile offices and we talked about, um, off grid, uh, uh, solar in particular. Are there any other tchotchkes or gugaws that, uh, that are worth taking a look at that you've seen that, that really turned your head? I would, uh, Rick, I would mention the electronics, which uh, uh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Lippert and uh, other companies who seem to be uh, marching forward um, in uh, control, interior, uh, et cetera, uh, of recreation vehicles. That's, that's the truth. We, we, um, a number of manufacturers, and a lot of what we've been told by the manufacturers that they are coming out with uh, in partnership with their suppliers, we're not allowed to talk about. It was given to us on, on the condition that we embargo that information until mid-September when the, the dealer open house rolls around. Oh, yeah. But I can certainly I – mean, it's, it's no secret, really, that, that the, the RV control systems, the smart RV, if you will, are really going to mirror what people have in their homes. And that's Alexa and Google and, and all of the other voice-activated systems – wouldn't surprise me if you're going to see some of that very, very soon. And don't tell me anymore because then you'll have to kill me. And I don't right. want, and I've got another RV on order, so let's not do that. <laughs> At least I hope someday it'll be on order. Well, that's fascinating, and I'm not surprised. And I would imagine a smartphone is going to be an integral part of that whole configuration at some point. It already is in some cases. You know, the other thing, and Rick, maybe you can address this because I'm just a music major, but it seems to me there's just a lot of chat about suspension systems on travel trailers and fifth wheels in particular. Do you, is that just my imagination, or or is this something where there actually might be a little bit of uh, change slash innovation? I think that's very much the case, and it's it's one of those deals where it's continuous innovation, continuous upgrades. Uh, a supplier or or some other manufacturer will come out with something, and that captures the attention of the rest of the industry. And of course, this is a very competitive industry, so nobody wants to be left in the dust. So they're going to quickly develop their own competing version of whatever that new running gear is. It's, um, I, for one, uh, really look forward to that type of innovation, especially on the running gear. It's, uh, as somebody who, <laughs> as I told you before, I've got a very old camper, and I've done many, many upgrades to it, including replacing the floor myself. <clears throat> I want to see a camper where all of the money is spent on things that I don't see. Yeah. And therefore, I never have to fix. Well, well, Rick, is this where you t where you tell Scott that you're buying a new RV? Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, good good on you. Just out of curiosity, tell us a little bit more about that. Here's the here's my favorite story to tell about that. Um, you asked me early on where I went camping at last, and that was Maumee Bay State Park. We used that camping uh, weekend to stage our camper. It's an old trail light bantam hybrid built in 2000 we put it on facebook marketplace i think it was like one o'clock on saturday afternoon and we sold it within 24 hours of my asking price 
and I had about 65 people message me wanting to buy it. Well, that that is an incredible, uh, I don't know what to call it, incredible data point for what the market is like right now. That's the truth. I And the person who we ended up selling it to, he was the one who said, uh, you know, young family, just like we were when we bought it, and he has missed out on other RVs that he tried to purchase because he wasn't fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost the real estate industry in a microcosm, isn't it? I can imagine. I, I would not want to be in the real estate market right now, not yeah. as a buyer. It's, it's crazy. Um, even here, um, the, uh, in our little market here, we're starting to see, uh, bidding wars. Nobody sells at listing price. So, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about RVs and, and we are, it's the RV travel podcast. Uh, we're partners of course, with our good friends, rvtravel.com and our other good friends over there at rvbusiness.com publisher, Sherman Goldenberg and executive editor, Rick Kessler. Um, fascinating stuff happening out there. Um, you know, I want to just digress just a little bit. Um, what the hell is up with Marcus Limonis? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, now, now, now be kind because, um, he's got more lawyers than I do, but, um, he, he just bought that game show. Yep. What, what was the name of it? Uh, uh, uh tell you in a minute. I just mentioned it. Uh, the, uh, let's make uh, a deal. Let's make a deal. Yeah. Uh, well, where? I, I mean, let's have some fun with it. I think every prize, every, at least door number one, the prize is always going to be a travel trailer. <laughs> or roadside but, assistance. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Or yes. Yeah, some kind of insurance. Yeah. Um, and, I, as, as a, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know. I'm just having fun here. I, I, is there any reason a, for this that you can see, except he's just a savvy investor? As a former vice president of uh, his company uh, or an affiliate, uh, the parent company mm -hmm. of, of Camping World, I can tell you that the guy's a genius. Yeah. And I, and, 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 no, he is. Yeah. He's an absolute genius. He's smarter than all of us. Yep. And uh, added up. And, um, so I, you know, I wouldn't uh, I pretend to stand here and guess where he's headed with this one. Um, you know, he, he, he built, amplified his, his name and reputation recently uh, as the prophet on CNBC. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, don't underestimate this guy. And, and that's all I can say because he's headed, he's got his eye on something. God only knows what. You know, that's fascinating that a guy who was close like that um, is is still left guessing. And, and that's fascinating and fun. And I, I mean, no, I mean, I, I wish the guy the best. I'm just I'm, I'm fascinated by brilliant people who do things that just strike me as off the wall. Brilliant. Uh, good word choice. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Once in a yeah. while, I, you know, even the blind hog finds the occasional acorn. Um huh. And I'm a pro, theoretically. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if I was going to leave you each with one more thing to tell RV travelers uh, about uh, the world that you folks dwell in all day, every day, you, 
I'll give you each a chance to just leave us with some parting words. Let's start with you, Rick. Well, the one thing I might mention, and this perhaps goes back a little bit to the to the campground etiquette topic. There's no secret again that, that there's a, a whole bunch of, of people new to the RV lifestyle. Um, there's such an education that needs to take place with those people, uh, all aspects of RVing, uh, not only how to use it, but how to tow it. Mm. Like the Facebook feeds are getting littered with some rollover accidents, and it's just an absolute tragedy and shame to see. Um, this isn't something that you just jump into. You know, do your homework, do your research, find out from people like Mark Polk on, on the safe way to, to to tow and to main troubleshoot. But then also learn learn the proper campground etiquette, please. Uh, as someone who camps myself, uh, it's not like it's a big deal that somebody camps through my campsite, but it's also not proper, and it's it's not difficult to walk around. It's something as simple as that, and, and maybe maybe I'm just being a Debbie Downer, but you know, you 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 get out to go RVing because you want to enjoy your time, and the little things like that kind of take away from it. Since I don't have the time, somebody else should write the book on RVing etiquette. And uh, there, Rick, if you do, I want my slice as your agent, if nothing else. <laughs> amen, to, amen to all of that. Sherman, how about yourself? Sherman Goldenberg, the publisher of RV Business. Go ahead. Excuse me. I don't have anything really specific uh, because I'm not so much a, a technical guy. I can tell you from a 30,000-foot 30, level that – we're like so much of American uh, economy right now in society. We are in the recreation vehicle sector at a, at, a, at a critical intersection. Critical, I don't mean that negative. We are at an intersection where the pace of change in product, in issues, in regulatory uh, things uh, is, is at an all-time uh, high velocity. Uh, and change is afoot and, uh, you know, uh, tune in. Yeah, stay on our toes. Thank you. That That is actually uh, maybe the best advice we've gotten in this entire podcast. It's, uh, you know, it is going to be, you know, most of us don't like it, but we better learn to live with it because it is here for a long time to come. Rick Kessler is the executive editor. Sherman Goldenberg is the publisher at rvbusiness.com and all the associated media tentacles out there. Learn more about them right there, rvbusiness.com. Hey, guys, great to talk with you. Thank you for, again, sharing some of your wisdom and your knowledge with us. Uh, appreciate your being a part of the RV Travel Podcast. Thank you, you're Scott. You're welcome. Thank you. And the rest of you, don't you go away because we have lots more to talk about from news to a recall to the survey results on who goes boondocking and why. All of that coming up right after this word from campgroundviews.com. You know, I drove through my campground before I visited it in person last weekend and, uh, didn't have near the choices I wanted to have, but at least I found one that was close to the trout stream. 
and big enough for me to fit my rig unattached, I mean attached, um, just by driving through, and that's what campground views can do for you as well. They are working really hard on adding new campground videos almost daily, hundreds and hundreds, and they're working on the rest. Right now they've got uh, all the national parks. Anything that's in the Pacific Northwest is already covered with drive-through virtual tours. And then once you get to the spot you like, you just click on the little uh, kind of a shield badge, if you will, and, and you can reserve it right there on the spot through uh, through online reservation service. Learn more about all of their capabilities and get yourself a free one-week trial at campgroundviews.com. I use it. I think you'll enjoy the heck out of it. It is a new way to book your campgrounds. All right, we got some news for you in the recall world. You drive a Transit from Ford Motor Company or a Transit Connect. I think those are the little ones. Uh, Ford is recalling over 42,000 of those. Some of them turned into van life style campers. The front passenger seat belt locking retractor, well, it, it's on the fritz. That'll prevent you from putting a child restraint system in there securely, and we don't want that to happen, do we? Check in with your dealer. You should be hearing from somebody, but in the meanwhile, you heard it right here at the RV Travel Podcast first. Got lots of other news. I promised you a new rig. It's from Coachman. That's right, you know Coachman. But do you know that they have taken, they've been taken over by Forest River? All right, that's first. Number two, they've rebranded their classy motorhomes. Now they're called the Cross Trail, and they've kind of revamped the whole thing. It's, it's a new rig in so many ways, from big solar panels and a lot of storage space, all built on a Ford chassis. Floor plans uh, have um, uh, an exterior garage you can fit a bicycle into, and the XL versions can provide up to 380 watts of rooftop solar. It's big. The stove is big. The kitchen counters are big. Well, get a look at them. Coachman RV, their new cross trail. You heard it right here. All right. So I promised you, We'd take a deeper dive into the boondock question, thanks to our rvtravel.com survey. How many times have you boondocked on public lands for more than a week? Fascinating. Most of us haven't. 67% have yet to try this incredible alternative. And if you didn't think it was an alternative before, maybe you do today. Once or twice, about 10% of you, more than a few times, but fewer than 10, 13% of you, and 10% of you are dyed-in-the-wool boondockers. Too many times to remember is the response there. Now, granted, we've all stayed at a Walmart parking lot or something like that over the years, and while that's boondocking, you know, a full week out there, you're looking at your tanks, hoping they're going to hold... 
it still works for a lot of folks on the Facebook pages at rvtravel.com. Dave says, for some reason, we can't drive past the area around Quartzsite, Arizona without staying at least a few days. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that this year. Bob says, I've seldom stayed in one place for a week, but I took a 90-day trip around the U.S., Canada, and Alaska and only stayed in paid campgrounds for 14 days. Well, that's more than a week, Bob. And then Joe Gilmer, a brother from another mother around here, he says, I call it hunting season. Oh, yeah, isn't that the truth? All right. Well, um, fascinating stuff and always something to contribute on your end at rvtravel.com. That's where the surveys are. Over 11,000 articles now on every single topic. You can search by topic if that's what you want to do. It's all at rvtravel.com. And now it's time to wish you a fond farewell and safe travels. Glad you could join me. Thank you, Sherman Goldenberg and Rick Kessler of RVBusiness.com and the magazine of the same name. Thank you all for participating in the RVTravel.com survey and for giving me your kind attention. I'm Scott Linden, the host. I'll leave you with this. You might be an RVer if your spouse is now referred to as the GPS. See you down the road.